Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, we are diving into the MLS Cup playoffs. That's right, the playoffs are underway as of Wednesday evening when the two wildcard games happened across the Eastern and Western conferences. We'll talk briefly about those games and then dig into the second half of our concept from Tuesday. On Tuesday, we chatted about why every Eastern Conference playoff team could get the job done and win MLS Cup, and also why they won't. And for the Western Conference today, we're doing the exact same thing for the eight teams that remain. We'll get to all that in 10 minutes or less, because here on the Backheeled Show, that's just what we do. So, without any further ado, let's talk playoffs. All right, folks, one quick note on the wildcard games from last night. There was absolutely no defending in Charlotte FC's 5-2 loss away. It was a strong attacking and pressing performance from the New York Red Bulls. Defensively, they struggled with some moments in their own box, but not nearly to the extent that Charlotte FC struggled to deal with the Red Bulls in basically every phase of the game. The Red Bulls were hot on the finishing side in a way that they hadn't been basically all season, and Charlotte couldn't handle that or the buildup to basically any of those five goals for the Red Bulls. It was a performance that showed Charlotte never really belonged in the playoffs in the first place, and for the Red Bulls, it showed that they have the attacking potential to take down FC Cincinnati even though they won't and should not be favored for that game. Over the Western Conference, it was a very dull nil-nil draw between Sporting Kansas City and the San Jose Earthquakes. SKC were the slightly better team in regulation. They get the penalty shootout win as well, thanks to Tim Melia with a big save on Christian Espinosa. They'll take on St. Louis City in the first round over in the West. Speaking of St. Louis, why they will win MLS Cup as the West's top seed because they've kidnapped the soccer gods and are forcing them to eat gooey butter cake to cloud their judgment. Let's just run through the list of things that very few people, if any, expected to happen for St. Louis this year. Number one, Roman Berkey would be the best goalkeeper in MLS after struggling with Dortmund. Number two, opposing MLS teams would melt under St. Louis's high pressure. And number three, the front office would hit on a massive chunk of their signings from all over the world. Basically, everything has gone right for St. Louis, including the Western Conference being weak this year, certainly at the top end. St. Louis have the form. They've gotten everything right this year. There's no reason that we should expect that to stop. Now, why St. Louis won't win MLS Cup? People know the recipe. St. Louis won a press. That's their big thing. But at this point in the year, everybody knows it. They've got just two wins in their last eight MLS games, including a decision day loss at home to one of their biggest playoff rivals in the Seattle Sounders. St. Louis are going to be predictable, and it's going to be their downfall. Let's move to the two-seed in the West, the Seattle Sounders. Why they will win MLS Cup? Because they have all the tools. The Sounders snuck their way through pieces of the regular season, but they're not going to surprise anyone at this point. They're in good form, they're undefeated in their last nine games, and they toppled the West winners, St. Louis, on decision day. They've got an elite defense, and I do mean elite. They're fantastic on attacking set pieces. They have some game-changing attackers. All the right tools are there for Seattle to pull a Seattle and make themselves a run all the way to MLS Cup. Now, why Seattle won't win MLS Cup? Because of father time. With Raul Rui Diaz in and out of the lineup, it's been Jordan Morris at the number nine spot for Seattle, and Rui Diaz is not likely to be back next year, and he's not someone that Seattle can count on at this point this year. The same thing pretty much goes for Nico Ladero, maybe able to play a bit more here and there, and, and certainly plays a different role, but we know that Ladero at this point won't be back for Seattle next year. This is the last run with this group, and there's a reason for that. These players are not the same. Father time is going to prevail here. 
looking to LAFC as the three seed, why they will win MLS Cup, because their individual talent can carry them. They won MLS Cup last year. LAFC have the talent to do it all over again. They had the best expected goals differential in MLS this year, according to FB Ref. Better than Cincinnati, way better than St. Louis, better than any team in the league. Dennis Bawanga is a star. He's an MVP level talent, and they have so much quality in the attack and even working their way back across the different lines of the field. They've got enough to get the job done. Now, why LAFC won't win MLS Cup? Because they're too one-dimensional. Steve Trundolo coaches a really straightforward, transition-heavy game. It feels sometimes like he's turned his Ferrari into a Toyota Camry. LAFC get where they need to go, and they usually do it with efficiency, but they rarely do it in style. Trundolo's preference for pragmatism will bite LAFC if their playoff road takes them through a low-block team. Moving to the Houston Dynamo in the four seed in the Western Conference. Why they will win? Because they found the right attacking balance. Hector Herrera has talked about it this year. They don't really have a style, and it makes it hard for opposing defenses to predict. They're really strong with combination play in the final third. The players have very good understandings of each other, even if they don't seem to have a massive, overarching tactical game plan in the final third. Somehow it's worked to Houston's favor this year. We saw them win the U.S. Open Cup. Now it is time for an MLS Cup. Now, why they won't win MLS Cup? Well, there are still too many holes. It feels like Houston are still a couple of transfer windows away from being a true MLS Cup threat. I don't know about Nelson Quinones on the left wing. I'm not sold on Griffin Dorsey on the right or Corey Baird up top. They're still a few pieces away from being a sure thing. Moving to RSL in the fifth seed in the West. Why they will win? Because nobody's this unified. Pablo Mascherini has RSL marching right on beat. They're not a perfect team, but they know how they want to play. They're clearly united. Somehow, Pablo Mastroeni is able to get more out of this group than he should. They're in for a run. Now, why RSL won't win? They're just too injured. Pablo Ruiz went down earlier this year with a season-ending injury. Chicho Arango has been missing time with a hamstring problem. They'll compensate in some ways with defensive compactness and some good combination play. Diego Luna's breakout season. But RSL just don't have the depth or the top-end talent to withstand those absences. Looking to Vancouver in the sixth seed, why they will win MLS Cup? Because they've got that rare combination of elite attackers in an elite number six. Ryan Gall, Brian White, both very, very good up front. And Andres Kubas is excellent at the number six spot. He is perennially underrated at this point in Major League Soccer. He shut down so many really strong attacks at the base of midfield. He should be back and in action for this Vancouver team in the postseason. Now, why Vancouver won't win? because of their set-piece defending. Nobody has allowed more goals from set-pieces than the Vancouver Whitecaps in the regular season. According to Opta, they've allowed 14, 14 on those dead ball moments in the regular season, which puts them four goals behind the next worst Western Conference playoff team in that category. Opponents know Vancouver's weakness, and they're going to punish them. Moving to FC Dallas in the seventh seed, while they'll win, because the pieces are there. You've got Ferreira dropping into midfield. You've got Alan Velasco popping up in the half spaces. You've got Ariola and Camungo and Obreon ready to run in behind. You've got Pomico lurking in midfield to turn the play over. The pieces are there for Dallas to the point where you can imagine good stuff happening very, very quickly. Toss in Martin Pass and goal. Nikosi Tafare at center back, and they've got all the tools to make this run. Why they won't, though? Because Alan Velasco just hasn't hit yet. Yeah, you won MLS's 22 under 22 award. That is a bit ridiculous. In my opinion, it's not merited based off of his play on the field. He's got close control. He's press resistant, but he doesn't have the consistent attacking final product that FC Dallas need. It's year two of the Velasco experiment as a DP in Dallas, and he has not proven to be a dangerous attacking player. Finally, SKC, 
why they will win as the eighth seed. Well, because they're good now. They won the wild card game. They've been hot in Major League Soccer. They are a different team than the one that opened the season with 10 straight games without a win. That team was totally gone. The DPs are back. They're leading the attack. Peter Vermees' team has more of a groove. This SKC team can beat anyone. Now, why SKC won't win MLS Cup? They're still too leaky. They didn't show it against San Jose. Their defensive numbers from the last few months are mostly fine, but no one should trust Frontas or Rosero in the middle of the back line, 33 years old and 30 years old respectively. Everything, and I do mean everything, has to go right for SKC to keep a clean sheet, which explains why they've only had two now in their last eight games. That wraps up our MLS playoff preview over here on the Backheel Show. If you enjoyed, scroll up or down here in the Backheel Show feed or go check out Backheel.com for a ton more American soccer coverage. We'll have plenty more on the playoffs as they unfold. For now, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh-huh.